0: the financial crisis, climate change, financial inclusion, fintech, and much more. Enjoy this episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this Toronto Centre podcast. I'm Chunhui Eng, Program Director. Toronto Centre has just released a TC note on supervisory implications of artificial intelligence and machine learning. To talk through the main messages of this TC note, I'm pleased to have with me today the author, Clive Briot. Clive is the Chair of our Banking Advisory Board and our Veteran Program Leader with deep expertise and experience working with our partners in many countries. Clive, a warm welcome to you. Thank you. Thank you. And perhaps we can start to some definitions for our listeners. What is artificial intelligence or AI and what is machine learning as they are used in financial institutions?
1: Well, thanks for that, Chin uh, Hui, and uh, great pleasure to be speaking with you about this important subject today. Uh, the Financial Stability Board uh, defines artificial intelligence as the theory and development of computer systems that are able to perform tasks that traditionally have required human intelligence. So the idea here is that computer systems can automate the same routine tasks that a human would typically perform, enabling these tasks to be performed more quickly, cheaper, uh, and without human error. Or they can be used to automate tasks that humans could conceivably perform, but it would not be cost effective for them to do so. Uh, For example, running multiple calculations using very large data sets. Uh, So what are we talking about here? We're we're talking about things like Alexa, Siri, a basic search engine on your computer, uh, facial recognition, and so on. Machine learning is a subset of artificial intelligence. So again, using the definition adopted by the Financial Stability Board, it is a method of designing a sequence of actions to solve a problem known as algorithms and those algorithms automatically optimize through experience uh, with limited or no human intervention so again what are we talking about here we're talking about machine learning as a way of processing large quantities of data using algorithms to generate outputs, such as the identification of patterns and making predictions based on the data. These data can be drawn from increasingly diverse and innovative sources. So we're not just talking about the sort of data that you might see on a financial balance sheet, but also data such as uh, personal and corporate transaction details, uh, market trading data, Uh, data from mobile communications, social media, and digital documents. The techniques used by machine learning uh, can include data analytics, data mining, and natural language processing. And in the more advanced uses of machine learning, the algorithms themselves can change over time to improve the outputs. So what sort of things are we talking about here? Well, we're talking about uh, things like auto correction functions when you're typing on your keyboard or your mobile phone, the personalized recommendations that you might receive on social media, uh, or indeed a computer playing chess against you.
0: Thank you. You have given us some examples already of how financial institutions um, are using AI and machine learning. I'm just wondering, could you speak to what has driven financial institutions in developed and developing economies to adopt these technologies?
1: Uh, Yes, certainly. Just going back to the examples and perhaps making them a little bit more financial sector specific, uh, we see in both developed and emerging economies the use of artificial and machine learning for the credit scoring of loan applications, uh, the use of chatbots and virtual assistants for uh, communication with customers, and for the identification of suspicious financial transactions, and suspicious customers. Uh, So that would include the identification of fraud, money laundering, or the unusual use of a credit card. And from more developed economies, we also see the use of artificial intelligence and machine learning uh, for insurance underwriting, uh, in many ways similar to the use for credit scoring. Uh, We see it being used for trading and investment. And we see it being used for what is called robo advice. Uh, So in effect, a computer uh, giving advice to an individual about their savings and investments. And all of these examples offer potential benefits and opportunities, uh, including an improved customer experience, new and improved financial products and services, uh, lower costs for financial institutions, and overall a more efficient financial services sector, uh, improved compliance and risk management within financial institutions, Uh, the more effective identification of fraud and money laundering uh, and also greater financial inclusion uh, because it's possible using artificial intelligence and machine learning uh, to base uh, credit scores or uh, responding to applications for insurance by using data other than uh, the traditional credit history type data uh, that are typically used. Uh, You asked about the drivers of the increasing use of artificial intelligence and machine learning, uh, and these include the advances in technology, in particular computing power and data analytic techniques, uh, the massive expansion in the availability of data and information, not least from social media and other digital sources, and that has been reinforced by the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic which led to an increasing use of digital channels for financial transactions. Uh, Another driver is the rapidly reducing cost of data storage and data analysis. And that scope to reduce costs and increase, or at least maintain profitability, uh, is particularly important in an increasingly competitive marketplace, including competition from new and technologically adept entrants. Uh, And a final driver is that the use of artificial and machine learning models uh, may generate greater predictive accuracy. So it's becoming increasingly commercially viable for financial institutions to use artificial intelligence and machine learning to support their products and services. However, uh, it is, I think, worth noting that this requires high levels of investment Uh, It requires the availability of large data sets, access to research, and human capital, all of which may be less readily available in many emerging market and developing economies. And that may be part of the explanation as to why, currently at least, uh, artificial intelligence and machine learning are only being used by financial institutions in a relatively small number of emerging market and developing economies.
0: And how did you become interested in this area to start considering the implications for financial supervisors? Any anecdotes or aha moments to share?
1: Well, not really a specific aha moment. uh, But I think it was prompted more by an interest in three questions, uh, reflecting my thought process in response to many financial supervision issues. So first, what are the new developments happening out there? Uh, Second, how are financial institutions across all sectors uh, making use of these developments? And third, what are the implications of this for supervisors? Do those developments and the use of them by financial institutions generate significant risks to supervisory objectives? And if they do, then how can supervisors best address these risks?
0: Well, financial supervisors would traditionally have one or more of the following areas of concern, for example, safety and soundness of financial institutions, consumer protection and financial stability. I'm wondering if you could talk us through how AI and machine learning may feed into and maybe amplify supervisory concerns in each of these areas?
1: Uh, Yes, certainly. I think there are various transmission mechanisms whereby the use of artificial intelligence and machine learning uh, may feed into these traditional areas of concern for supervisors. So if we take first the safety and soundness of financial institutions, uh, what do we see? Uh, Well, we see that the increasing use of technology, big data, Artificial intelligence and machine learning, and the increasing complexity and interconnectedness of financial systems arising from digitalization and other forms of third party access, that all creates vulnerabilities to cyber attacks, fraud, and loss of data. Uh, We also see increasing reliance on third party suppliers, including for artificial intelligence and machine learning applications. And that may lead to a situation where financial institutions do not understand fully the services being provided by third parties, and may not be monitoring and controlling that outsourcing effectively. We may also see that financial institutions lack operational resilience, they have become more exposed to IT failures, and to the failure of third party providers. And at the same time, they may lack the ability to recover and respond effectively when those types of operational failure do occur. Another issue for the safety and soundness of financial institutions is that the boards and senior management of financial institutions themselves may not understand uh, the uses, complexities and implications of uh, artificial intelligence and machine learning within their financial institution. Or by its third- party suppliers, and may therefore uh, not put in place for necessary governance controls and risk management uh, to deal effectively with the risks that may arise. Uh, another possibility here is that the business models of some of the incumbent long-standing financial institutions may be undermined by competition from new entrants. Uh, an inability to keep pace with technology, and inability to generate cost savings and economies of scale, and generally being held back by legacy IT systems that are expensive to maintain, expensive to replace, and difficult to run alongside more modern systems. Equally, of course, it's useful to recognise that some new entrants to the market have failed and others certainly will fail, in part as a result of trying to expand too rapidly, or as a result of automating a flawed process, uh, or as a result of taking on risks that other financial institutions may have good reasons not to take on. So all of those things could have an adverse impact on the safety and soundness of financial institutions. Moving on to financial stability, Uh, that is probably going to be a less significant concern in most emerging market and developing economies given their current low usage of artificial intelligence and money laundering but risks to financial stability from the use of artificial intelligence and machine learning have been identified including herd-like behaviors for example where lenders or insurers use Similar approaches to credit and insurance underwriting assessments, or where trading firms use and follow similar algorithms. Uh, Those things could generate closely correlated risks and potentially sharp movements in asset prices. The use of artificial and machine learning may give rise to new and unexpected forms of interconnectedness between financial markets and institutions, for example, uh, through the use of previously unrelated data sources. And that greater interconnectedness could amplify shocks. The economies of scale, in the use of technology, data, artificial intelligence and machine learning, uh, that could lead to market concentrations, or even monopolies, uh, as a result of either incumbent players becoming even larger, or from the entry and dominance of big tech companies, Or even from the rapid growth of new entrants. And finally, under financial stability, alternative channels of financial intermediation could emerge from the success of non traditional players, such as non bank lenders. uh, And some of those firms may fall outside the regulatory perimeter or may be weakly regulated and supervised. And then, third, I think we move on to the risks to consumers, uh, where the use of artificial intelligence and machine learning could increase, the risks of mis-selling, the risks of poor standards of advice, breaches of data privacy, fraud, scams, and financial exclusion. And this is because artificial intelligence and machine learning offer new ways for financial institutions to mistreat their customers, Uh, For example, through pressure selling of poor or unsuitable products through digital channels and social media platforms, uh, and deliberately using actual or apparent complexity to increase the asymmetry of information and understanding between financial institutions and their customers. Innovations such as robo-advice that I mentioned earlier are only as good as the data and program programming on which they operate it is possible for financial institutions to bias for processes in their favor by programming computers to recommend their own products and services to customers even when this is not the most suitable outcome for those customers so a better customer experience is by no means a guaranteed outcome from the use of artificial intelligence and machine learning i mentioned financial exclusion uh, as a possibility. Uh, That could arise because the use of uh, new alternative data sources such as online behaviour or non traditional financial and other information could generate model predictions that make some consumers less attractive to banks and insurers uh, than had been the case before the use of the newer artificial intelligence and machine learning models. So some consumers could find that credit and insurance become more difficult to obtain or more expensive. We've already seen how the use of digital channels generally increases the scope for attempted frauds and scams on unsuspected and vulnerable consumers. And consumers are also vulnerable to the loss and misuse of data and are unlikely to understand fully the ways in which their financial and non-financial data are being used by financial institutions, among others. And finally, as uh, some listeners may already have experienced, digital communication, uh, communicating to a financial institution through a chatbot or a virtual assistant, uh, means that you're not speaking to a real person, which may be frustrating and not very productive. And the increasing fragmentation of product and service providers uh, can lead to a lack of clarity as to who is responsible when things go wrong.
0: Well, I'm wondering if at some point we'll have uh, chatbots doing podcasts. But uh, in any case, uh, in addition to these areas, what new challenges do AI and machine learning pose for financial regulation and supervision?
1: Well, thanks for that, Chen Wei, And obviously, that's the absolutely crucial question here. And I think that in addition to the ways in which uh, the use of artificial and machine learning feed into the traditional types of risk that financial supervisors have focused on. Uh, it's important to recognize that there are also some areas where the use of artificial intelligence and machine learning pose new challenges for regulators and supervisors. These include opaqueness, robustness and fairness. So let's just take those three in turn uh, first of all decisions based on artificial intelligence and machine learning may be very difficult to explain and that may be true within a financial institution not least to the board and senior management of the financial institution to customers who are affected by the decision and indeed to supervisors themselves and if you can't explain what the model is doing, if a process looks very opaque, then it is quite difficult for the financial institution to control the risks. Uh, it's difficult for a consumer to know why she or he may have been turned down for a loan application or taking out insurance. Uh, and it'll be difficult for supervisors to understand the way in which the financial institution is doing business. So that opaqueness is a problem in many respects. The solution to that may be that there are various statistical analyses that can be used to assess which explanatory variables are determining the outcomes within a model based on artificial intelligence and machine learning, uh, and therefore to begin to explain the results of the model. But this is new, difficult and largely untested territory. Second, robustness. The problem here is that machine learning algorithms may not be robust to structural shifts and may therefore generate poor results when conditions change significantly. So using non-traditional data and information may prove to be of limited or short-lived value uh, with patterns and predictions generated by machine learning shifting rapidly in the absence of plausible causal relationships so even if machine learning systems have performed well in a reasonably stable environment that could quickly deteriorate in periods of rapid structural change Uh, One example of that is that during the COVID 19 pandemic, some machine learning uh, credit scoring models performed poorly. Uh, And the reason for that was because they did not recognize the role of government support in protecting borrowers from the impact of a loss of income. So, what supervisors should be looking out for here uh, is whether a financial institution has processes in place to try to identify when one of these models is beginning to perform less well and to respond rapidly to that by re-specifying the model and the third new challenge is around fairness what does this mean well decisions based on the use of artificial intelligence and machine learning uh, may prove to be biased and discriminatory because either they use data on gender age, marital status, race, ethnicity, geographical location or whatever, or they may use data which are very close proxies for those variables. And in some countries and some societies, it is judged to be unacceptable to use those data as a basis for credit and insurance type decisions. Or uh, it is possible, as I mentioned in the case of robo-advice, for a financial institution to deliberately embed biases uh, in their models that are intended to harm sub customers or it may just be that by not really understanding what's happening within the model uh, unintentional biases are being introduced that exclude or harm particular types of customer again financial institutions can take steps to mitigate these challenges for example, by analyzing the explanatory variables to exclude any of should not be used in their models. Uh, and by conducting impact analysis of models to check whether some model inputs are acting as proxies for characteristics that should not be used, such as race and gender. But again, this is a difficult area. Uh, and it's one that supervisors will need to focus on uh, if their financial institutions make increasing use of these types of model.
0: Clive, you had mentioned in the TC note that authorities in other sectors, meaning sectors outside uh, the financial sector, have grappled with the implications of AI and machine learning, and financial supervisors could learn from the key principles developed in those sectors to govern the use of AI in financial institutions for so-called trustworthy AI. What would be the way forward on this?
1: Good question. It is certainly the case that several sets of high level principles and guidelines have emerged to govern the use of artificial intelligence and machine learning generally, uh, not just in the financial sector. And as you say, Hui, that's with the objective of delivering trustworthy artificial intelligence. The players involved here include, for example, the OECD. These principles usually state that the use of artificial intelligence and machine learning should be robust, transparent, fair, lawful, and ethical. And many of those principles and guidelines are directly relevant to supervisory authorities in the financial sector, and could be used to form the basis of an amended and expanded set of requirements for the use of artificial intelligence and machine learning by financial institutions. But all of these principles are very high level. So while they may provide a useful starting point, supervisory authorities will need to consider how each principle could be applied in practice. They will need to convert the principles into some form of more detailed regulatory requirements or supervisory expectations that describe to financial institutions what the supervisor regards uh, as behaviours that would count as meeting each principle. So I mentioned opaqueness and the need for models based on artificial intelligence and machine learning to be explainable. But as a supervisor or a regulator, you can't just say to a financial institution, it needs to be explainable, full stop. You need to define in more detail just quite what you mean by explainability. How far does that need to go? So, as a supervisor, you might need to think about the rights that a consumer should have to question a lending or insurance underwriting decision. So, if my bank or my insurer turns me down, uh, do I have a right to go back and say, Could you please explain to me why you rejected? my application. And if you can do that, then how far should a bank or insurer be expected to go in explaining such a decision? What would count as an adequate explanation? What would count as a sufficient amount of explainability? Uh, And similarly, if as a supervisor, you're asking yourself the question, well, how much should senior management and boards understand about the use of artificial intelligence and machine learning again you're not asking them to understand every last detail and aspect of that usage but presumably as a supervisor you do need to define quite carefully how much of that you would expect uh, boards and senior management to understand so That's what I mean by saying that the principles are a very useful starting point, but a regulator or supervisor would then need to flesh out the principles by providing more detail about what would count as meeting each principle.
0: Now to look at AI and machine learning as presenting opportunities and not just risks. How can financial supervisors leverage on AI and machine learning in financial institutions for regulatory compliance or for more efficient supervision?
1: Uh, Thanks for that. And I think what you're focusing on there is that some supervisors are already making use of technological innovations to collect and analyse information about the firms they supervise. That certainly enables supervisors to go beyond the somewhat laborious manual receipt and filing of regulatory reports, and to move into a world of the digitalization and electronic transfer of regulatory reporting, data and information, and equally importantly, to a more sophisticated analysis of those data and information by the supervisory authority. So in a sense, at the most basic level, artificial intelligence and machine learning can certainly support the real-time capture and analysis of large volumes of data from financial institutions, enabling supervisors to supplement their standard calculations with the identification of outliers, the identification of anomalies, the identification of patterns and trends, Uh, the identification of early warning indicators, and also to undertake quite sophisticated analyses such as network analysis, uh, looking at uh, interconnectedness across financial institutions or common risk exposures across financial institutions. And that's probably the areas uh, where to date, supervisory authorities have made the most progress. Artificial intelligence and machine learning can also be used to analyze other sorts of data, so they could be used to analyze customers and customer transactions, if those data were supplied by financial institutions to the supervisory authority, to identify possible cases of money laundering, and possible cases where a financial institution may have classified its customers incorrectly. So for example, the analysis undertaken by a supervisory authority may suggest that a customer is high risk uh, when a financial institution has classified that customer as low risk under its own know-your-customer procedures. Uh, Another area where artificial intelligence and machine learning can be used by supervisors is to detect collusive behavior, price manipulation, fraud, and so on in securities and other traded markets again using transaction data supplied by financial institutions and financial market infrastructure such as stock exchanges and clearing and settlement systems there is also scope uh, and again this is something which some supervisory authorities have begun to explore uh, to extend supervisory analysis beyond the data contained in traditional regulatory reports from financial institutions so some supervisors are beginning to use artificial intelligence and machine learning to analyze published documents from financial institutions so that might be their annual reports it might be their other financial disclosures their environment social and governance reports esg reporting or it might be their product literature, advertising, and consumer contracts. And there, supervisors could use some form of programming analysis around language to try to identify uh, areas of potential concern. That could also be extended to unpublished documents from financial institutions, such as board and board uh, subcommittee minutes, ICAP and also reports from banks and insurers, credit and underwriting files, and so on. And again, the use of uh, language processing could be used by supervisors to identify issues of concern. Other potentially useful information might include social media references to financial institutions uh, as a way of trying to gauge customer satisfaction or dissatisfaction with a financial institution. Uh, That could supplement and enhance data on the number of complaints received by the financial institution to include the rather less formal elements of complaint that you might discover in social media. And all of those data could be used to drive uh, risk-based, proportional, efficient, and effective supervision. Uh, So to help identify higher risk financial institutions or higher risk activities within financial institutions or system-wide issues, uh, all of which may then provide a basis for further off-site analysis and indeed provide the basis for some on-site questioning of senior management, board members, heads of business unit, heads of risk and control functions and so on. Uh, so I think what that is saying is that the use of artificial intelligence and machine learning by supervisors uh, may not provide the sort of end answer. But what it may provide is an indication of where supervisors should begin looking in more detail.
0: Well, thank you so much, Clive, for sharing your insights and experience in this wide ranging discussion. I'm wondering if you have any closing thoughts for our listeners.
1: Well, thank you as well for a very interesting discussion. I think, by way of closing thoughts, um, all I would say is that within a risk based approach, what supervisory authorities should be focusing on here is basically four questions. So first, where are the biggest risks from the use of artificial intelligence and machine learning in the financial sector that they supervise? And how significant are they? Second, if they are significant, what could be done to control and mitigate the risks that might arise? Third, do you need new regulations? be that international standards, national laws, regulatory rules, supervisory guidance or whatever? Or can existing approaches be adapted to cover the risks? And finally, last but not least, what are the implications for supervisory resources? If you do have a growing use of artificial intelligence and machine learning among the financial institutions you supervise, Uh, what if anything does that imply for the numbers of supervisors and the skills and expertise that they need thank you very much
0: well thank you again and do be sure to check out this toronto center note on our website i'm here today with clive breault and you've been listening to a toronto center podcast thank you for joining us